you might as well just intro it. Jeez. This is an old hat. You. you know what to do. <laughs> How long ago was it then when we did this? Anyway, it was a while. It was last summer. I think. Yeah, pretty <laughs> much like three years ago. <laughs> cool. Awesome. Why don't we just have the show started right now? We've been talking. Yeah. That's fun, right? Oh, just easing ease us in like that? Just mm-hmm. right into it. You see, you didn't even know it was there. It was like getting a shot when you were a little kid or getting blood drawn. Like a lobster in a pot of water. Exactly. That's, that's yeah. a great comparison to our podcast right there. I'm not <laughs> screaming. I'm just dying slowly. This is Game of Owns. We're here with the fabulous gentleman from Game of Thrones Ascent team. What's up, guys? Hey, thanks for having us. Thanks for having us. It's great to finally have you on. <laughs> For the first time. <laughs> <laughs> All right, listen, to break the fourth wall, we had some slight trouble with the last time we recorded. See, what happened was we revealed lots of secrets about the future of Game of Thrones, and we've all been spoiled, so we had to cut yep. it all out. So Tim's joining <laughs> us this time. Do, do, do I not get, like, fanfare Hello. and a parade? He will not spoil us. Dancing mummers or something? <laughs> we'll cut it in, man. Oh, all right, awesome. Rich should have filled you in on all of this. <laughs> uh, so, Tim... While we're here at the beginning of everything, before we jump in, why don't you tell us what you do? So I am the lead game designer, uh, which sounds like I'm the one who comes up with all of the ideas on how the systems in the games work and comes up with the items that appear in the games and oversees things like the the quests. Uh, what a lead game designer actually does is take all the good ideas from everyone else on the team and write them up in a document and hope that people forgot that they were their good ideas so that I get to take the credit. Right. <laughs> so you're like Eric. <laughs> well, that's nice. And, and Rich, you know, we uh, we spoke with you before, and throughout this episode, we're probably going to have a lot of those clips cut in, depending on how much time I have on this. It was a golden so, show. You told me the show didn't air because it was too good. You just basically said, this, <sighs> the, the world is not ready for this yet. <laughs> the world is ready now. <laughs> Remind people your place in this, because I remember it was, it, was, it was good. It yes. was something about bringing monster drinks. It was delicious. Uh, yes, not monster drinks, but basically anything. I'm the producer for uh, Disruptor Beam on on Game of Thrones Ascent, which basically means the roughly dozen or so people, uh, I'm the one to make sure that they are free to do the amazing work <laughs> that they are good at doing. And don't forget our sponsor, Monster Energy Drink. Go ahead and plug <laughs> that in. All right, is, that, is that an actual sponsor for you guys? No. Not yet, but if it we say be. something nice now, it could happen. <laughs> <laughs> you should go for that uh, Game of Thrones beer. That should be your, your beverage sponsor. You're right, but check this out. Selena lives in what we've been fabled to know as the country of Sweden, and that is many hours ahead of us. So we record late night a lot, and sometimes you need to stay up at night. Right, and beer is not the way to do that. <laughs> Unless you're... Well, in certain situations it is. Oh, yeah. <laughs> this is like a party, you know, so might as well. It's more. I think it's more thematically appropriate. Unless, I don't know what kind of monsters, monster energy drink. Dragon drinks. <laughs> yeah. Dragon sure like they exist. Yeah. Dragon juice. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, God. I've spent the better part of this afternoon designing a logo with a Hydra, and I have successfully clicked back to the Targaryen logo like four times for inspiration. Yeah. So, you know, today's a good day, and we're really excited to have you guys on because... Uh, the game is is great, obviously. We talked about it a lot last time. I think we should probably replicate some of that conversation here as best as we can. But I've been spending most of my life learning the new ways, and I have to say that it's going well. Me too. I'm really drawn to the new ways. So that one's that one's the hardest dichotomy. There's essentially three dichotomies in there. Uh, the new ways versus old ways is the, the most difficult one, though, because it's very much tied to the religion 
there, you know, whether you're following the the faith of the seven or the the old ways, but also like there's a whole mindset around that, the harshness of the old ways, but <laughs> but but also like it, there's there's a sense in in that of like individual freedom, and anyone can sort of make their own way, whereas. The new ways have a lot of uh, hierarchy associated with them. How much does that affect the game? Just going because because we've we've all gone. I think I don't know about the Mike and Zach, but I've gone fairly far, and I and I I feel like I just keep going sort of new way, new way, and then I'm like, oh, I'm a bit too far new way. I'm going to take an old way just to keep you know <laughs> in the middle in the safe space. <laughs> I don't want to be left wing, but you and she's I, trying to say you and I killed a bear together. I consider that a major accomplishment for me in this game. <laughs> That's true. What? See, Selena doesn't want to talk about my involvement in the game because she spent most of her time on the game trying to marry one of my kids. So it's been awkward. Yeah, it's. Uh, <laughs> I've already it's promised all my children to rich. So I feel like I feel like this is a game that's it's strong enough to really break friendships. You know, it's like I wanted to marry your daughter, and you just gave her away. You know, I, that's literally the first thing I thought of when I played the game. I was like, all right, who, who am I going to promise myself to? And that's that's exactly. great. I mean, that's very keeping in Game of Thrones. If it causes awkwardness and like not being able to meet someone else's eye, that's that's. That's success, in my opinion. <laughs> that is such a good point, actually. Yeah, <laughs> or better yet, well, if, work, it, if it teaches you how to look them in the eye while you're being devious behind them, <laughs> then then you're really then you're next level Game of Thrones. Uh -huh. You know, you're doing something right as a lead game designer if you're making our show in jeopardy. Like if you're putting our show in jeopardy, you know you're doing a good job because that is the <laughs> essence of Game of Thrones, right? Yeah, absolutely, it is. The not quite being able to trust your friends. Yeah, that's that's what this should be about. <laughs> and life in general <laughs> I, I just wanted to know you know coming into this how important was it to stick to the storyline because i know as your own sort of original character you you witness things going on in westeros but you know i feel like you guys ha have had a lot of liberty to, to go in different directions you know how much communication do you have back about what has to be included sort of in this game. We have a lot of freedom in terms of what we decide has to be present. Uh, most of that is a, is our decision on what we think really needs to be there in order to satisfy the fans. Mm -hmm. There's essentially, within the game when you're playing it, there's, a, there's a, a lot of stuff that's the canonical story and that just has to be there because otherwise you're not going to feel grounded to the story and feel grounded to the characters but then there's a whole other set of storyline that's uh you know only exists within the game that's not something laid out in the story and is something that uh game of thrones both the books and the and the series only really touch on which is about being a minor noble and making your your way up the ladder of power and influence uh and that was something that we had a lot of a lot of uh freedom on because we we sort of proposed that in our original pitch and said this is what we want to this is one of the things we want to be doing and uh as long as we're not contradicting events that happen in the book or taking characters and making them act differently than they than they act in the book or the series then HBO and George R R Martin have been very gracious about letting us tell our own story yeah the trick uh more comes in the pacing at which we want to say things, I would say, uh, in terms of where we obviously 
a large number of our players have read the books and love the books, but we have to be careful about the players who have not uh, right. read the books and <laughs> are only you, watching the show. <laughs> so we can't, we can't get too far ahead. We can't, you know, uh, we can't spoil upcoming episodes of the show. We, we can't, yeah, we can't. We have to be very careful with any sort of foreshadowing. I knew that my emails to you were getting read. You just weren't responding. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> it's, I, mean, it's very, I mean, this is this is the it is the hottest uh, it is the hottest show in the world right now, more or less. So it, there's uh, there's some and HBO does not want that experience ruined for any of their fans, and we don't want mm-hmm. it, uh, that experience ruined for any of our fan, any of our fans. So. Uh, we're all very careful. We all work together very well on all of us. It's good because I feel like everyone is doing a great job. We're right in, in the middle of this. We're like in the twisting inferno and we are not spoiled. Half of us haven't read all the way. The other half has. And still I remain unsullied. So good job, everybody. <laughs> nice. <laughs> amazing. That's our, yeah, that's our goal. This is so strange. I know that's not going to last long. I'm just like every day I wake up and I'm like, oh good. I don't know who John's mother is. This is a good day. <laughs> well, well, neither do we. So <laughs> hey, that's a spoiler in itself, yeah, man. Careful what say. you say. Yeah. yeah, yeah right? really it's so everything. <laughs> yeah. There's so much that could happen in Game of Thrones. And it's mm-hmm. it, a lot of that discovery is like, what it, I think this could happen. And then when will I get to find out if it does happen? It's a, you know, there's, there's a lot of pages in there, a lot of hours (laughs) of show where, where twists can, can come at you. With that said though, I mean, are there specific things that you guys are really looking forward to incorporating into Ascent? You know, are there things you just can't wait to get in there and, and to see how fans react to it? Yes. Yes. <laughs> Great. Great. That's Moving exactly on. what I was going for. <laughs> no, I have a question though, because last time we spoke to you guys, the season hadn't started yet. And you were talking about, you know, at this point in the game, Robert was had just died and the kingdom was sort of reeling from the fallout of that. But now obviously season three is going on and you guys have been adding stuff every week so could you tell us a bit about the stuff that you've been adding and how that fits into the to the timeline of the game yeah so one one of the the really greatest and most amazing part of my my job has been that i i get to go to hbo and see some of the episodes before they air Ooh. so that we know everybody we talk to okay th- this is becoming a now. nasty trend, trend on this show <laughs> uh, well we don't we don't know everything in fact i think I don't know for at least for the people we talk to it's it's so it's so well guarded at HBO that there's like layers and layers of who knows exactly what uh so some of the Experience. people at HBO don't know everything and some of the people who who we talk to know a little bit more than some of the other people but uh the the real key of that being able to have that insight into what's what's upcoming in in a specific episode lets us tailor the content for that week so in season three right now, when the episode airs on Sunday night, we have content relating to that episode available to play on Monday. That's really awesome. What kind of stuff is that? Uh, it's it's quests, so it's things that you get you get to play through those events that you that you just saw that you just watched mm-hmm. last night. Assuming you're staying up to date with the show, mm-hmm. uh, we also have items that you can so if you see something cool in the show chances are you'll have an opportunity to uh see it in the game and purchase it 
Do you have Jamie's severed hand? <laughs> <laughs> can you purchase one of those? <laughs> can you send it to me, please? Is what she's saying. <laughs> you can get. I'd uh, like to hold it. You can get Davos uh, Seaworth's uh, bag of finger bones. Oh, that really? Works. That's yeah, because so yeah, they lost it <laughs> anyway. Exactly. Who knows where those turned up? <laughs> we can meet at a middle ground on that. They landed at Disruptor Beam. Like we need inspiration. It's like your personal catnip for the rest of the game. <laughs> yep. Can it's I it, see it, the Davos fingers? It's, oh, it's, okay, it's good, good luck. Actually, it just looks like a bag, but the. Uh, <laughs> it's been a lot of fun to watch Tim and our lead writer, uh, Jessica Slowinski, basically pick through these episodes and, and they're like, cause not all, like only a few people on our team have seen every episode at this point. And, and so the rest of us just get like the morsels are like, I get to see like, all right, here are the art requests Tim is asking oh, yeah. for, for this episode. It's like, Hmm, how, why is this seemingly innocuous thing uh, going to be important? Why is this going to be alluring to players? And then we get to find out when the show airs. It's a, it's cool. That's awesome. We've seen a lot of, uh, personal activity when you know i think remember last time we spoke we mentioned that we're gonna start the the uh what, what is the what is our group called selena well, it's called game of owns but we lost all our members i don't know what yeah what, someone stole them from did us did they die it was early on we had we had <laughs> quite not. a few members and a lot of people joined uh and it's really great because and, and this is I, I guess directed more at tim because th- this might be something that you have a lot of involvement with but We've seen people use the rookery, like the wall, as sort of a social like chat feature where they're at what, some points they were talking about episodes of our shows and talking about things they found funny from it. But also they're asking each other, hey, do you can you help me on this quest or mm-hmm. what do you need for this quest? We don't have all the required items for this quest while talking about this show and while talking about new episodes of the TV show. That's for me. That's just mind blowing how cool it's centralized. We love our uh, our alliances. We love seeing the way players are uniting around them, and we have a, a lengthy list of the ways we want to uh, improve them. Uh, it's 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 definitely when when you're making a social game like Game of Thrones Ascent, you're gonna where you you'll find your most your best success. Like obviously, right now, it's amazing that we can uh, make content. We can provide content for people based on the show they just saw. But that said, you know, there's only a couple, there's only a couple that is extremely powerful and awesome, but there's only a few more, you know, the season will end at some point. So what are people, how are people going to stay engaged with the game until there's new content based on season four? And uh, that's really in the the social aspects of the game, like PVP and like alliances. So we are, we're working as fast as we can on making them better. And if you or any of your listeners have suggestions, we welcome you to join us on our Facebook page or in our forums and, and tell us what you're missing. Have you got anything fun and planned for the off season? Yes. We have a lot. Yes. <laughs> Good. Another great answer. <laughs> we, there's a lot, there's a lot of tricky stuff out there. There's uh yes. Well, yes. Cool I was stuff. wondering though, how do you strike that balance? Because at least, with season one and season two, they went along with book one and book two. Now you have a book that's split in half. You know, I, how challenging is that knowing that, you know, you can't have a, a whole source material to utilize to your advantage. You got to wait pretty much until next year to do that. Well, it's an opportunity. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I wouldn't say, uh, I mean, it, it's, a, it's a bit of a challenge in terms of making sure that, that we provide enough of the Game of Thrones and Westerosi flavor to to things, but there's a lot of material that we didn't even really cover that comes from the show or from the books that we can draw on for inspiration for that in between time. How many players have you guys got at this point? Oh man, <laughs> what does that mean? <laughs> it's a really big number, basically. Um, I'm trying to. It's 
It's at least the last number we publicly said was at least four hundred thousand. Wow! So that's, that's more friends than I have on Facebook. Just a few, <laughs> just a few, and, and and it's gone up since then. That's amazing. I'm re- I'm really curious, and I don't know if you guys are 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 able or or even want to say this, but I'm really curious if you guys have any stats on like, what's the most popular house that people have chosen and stuff like that? We do have a whole bunch of stats like that. And we're, uh, we're looking forward to releasing more of that uh, soon. You know, we, there's some really cool, that's, we're going to hopefully, we're, we're planning to engage the community more with, with revealing mm-hmm. some of our stats like that. I bet you guys could probably, there's definitely one house that is far and away the most popular and you can buy it. It's going to be Stark, yeah, right? It, yeah. Yes. <laughs> definitely <laughs> Greyjoy. And there's, sure. and there's definitely a house that's the least popular, yeah. which you could also guess. Please yes. say it's Greyjoy. Yes. Yes, it's actually, I, I play as Greyjoy, so I'm I'm wondering where the, oh, where the party's at. But the uh, well, you just you just do that for pity, right? <laughs> I gotta taste the other side. Yeah, you know, I feel like they're 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 the closest I think you can get to a neutral party in all of it. I feel. Uh-huh. See, I'm that's kind very of, true. I'm kind of sad because I went into the game as a Baratheon because I was like, I'm gonna be cool and different and choose like this the the non-mainstream house. But now I'm sort of thinking, well, I really wish I'd picked Targaryen. But then I'm like, yeah. oh, do I really want to start all over? It's it's tough. It's it's t- guys, the, <laughs> all these decisions <laughs> all the time. The Baratheons might be the most fun to play, actually, because they you get choices within the Baratheon fealty as to which way you're going to go. Yeah, because of the whole. I, I was that's what I was thinking when I chose it. Like because Robert's death and all of that, like that might be interesting. Like technically, Joffrey's a Baratheon. Mm-hmm. Technically, technically, yeah, <laughs> that is exciting. The thing, yeah. About. But it's really, it's, this is another thing that's really hard for me because I really want to be like, oh, yay, the realm. But then I have to side with Joffrey and I really don't want to do that. It's so. part of playing the game, Selena. That's I what know, this game's it's, about. It's, it's about playing the game in the game. The, playing the game of the Game of Thrones. Yes. Yes. Makes total sense to me. This is dangerous territory because, yes. I mean, there's, there is so much weight on the decisions you make early mm-hmm. on in the game and i know that it's been tied to people's facebook accounts and you know you kind of start up and there's there's a heavy weight to kind of stick to what you're doing and that's pretty funny because i felt the same way because i i rolled baratheon and i was wondering what it'd be like to do something else but i was like i've gone too far i have this badass fighter she's on my side i've upgraded her sword i got all mm-hmm. this free bread from checking in every day <laughs> like i'm not giving up on these on these goods that i've compiled over the years but now you guys have moved off of facebook as well and that's exciting because the last time we spoke i didn't know anything about this and it's just more and more steps forward and that's that's really impressive that's cool yep game of thrones ascent is now available on congregate so uh we're we're excited to have it uh in front of what some might describe as a more hardcore player base uh we're getting some great feedback from them we're getting a great response from them and we're excited to uh give people the opportunity to play it there and maybe we're trying to bring it other places as well mm. is it wrong that it feels a lot like uh pen and paper D to me there's not much guesswork it's just it feels very refined and the quests are good and i feel like when you do something in the game you're making absolute progress every step there's not wonder whether or not it's for a reason you know Mm-hmm. Well, there's there's probably a couple reasons. Uh, certainly, I personally play a lot of D and D, so so that influence is going to seep into anything that I'm doing. Okay, I feel much better now. <laughs> uh, the the other thing is the is certainly there's a theme of some destiny and and inevitability in Game of Thrones. 
sometimes the universe just throws you stuff or moves along uh, and you have to react to it. And so that was certainly part of our thinking uh, with some of the quest design is we didn't want you to be able to completely uh, affect all of the all of Westeros just by yourself because Westeros fights back sometimes. Is it is it possible in the game to sort of like KO? Like, can you just make such bad decisions that someone just kills you? Because <laughs> um, I'm really scared of this happening to me. So you can certainly have your uh, your sworn swords, your um, those those folks who are going out and doing doing your bidding. Uh, uh-huh. They can certainly die. That's sad. Oh, no. If they f- if they f- uh, gain enough, you have to try pretty hard at it. You do. <laughs> yeah. How about uh, some of the original characters that you've added, like uh, Mister Lucas and um, what's her name, the the woman? I forget her name. Where do where do they come from? Who came up with those? Our excellent writing team, primarily. Mm. Uh, we have folks on our writing team who've come from Bioware and uh, working who worked at Zynga and at Thirty Eight Studios and. A whole bunch of places, and they're all top notch. They're all amazing, and part of that amazingness, I think, comes out in those characters. Have I think really great individual voices. Uh, they mm-hmm. they really they really seem alive to me. So we we will have discussions about you know what would Grote do, uh, right? Sometimes. Is that something that that you guys have had to sort of seek permission to add these characters, or is it they sort of exist apart from canon? Everything that we've done in terms of the writing is something that HBO and George R. R. Martin have veto approval over. So uh, when when we were originally coming up with all of this, we worked pretty closely with. HBO in terms of making sure that what we were doing was in line with their vision as well. Mm-hmm. Once we established sort of all of those those rules, we built up a pretty good rapport of of trust with them, and so they're they now trust us with uh, our own with our own characters. I I would be phenomenally surprised if any of those characters ever seep into the show or into. <laughs> That would anywhere be so else. cool, though. Oh wow! Uh, it, it, it would be cool, but I, I think that's that's somewhat unlikely. We, we as we know, there all these characters are living in your holdings and advising you. They're they're mm-hmm. uh, they, they don't mm-hmm. seek glory for their own for their own purpose. I mean, you mentioned veto power, but how much is somebody like George R. R. Martin and HBO involved in the overall process, or are they pretty much hands off? for most things and let you guys do your work. Tim can talk more about uh, George's involvement, but I am talking with people at HBO almost every day uh, in terms of, uh, in terms of our, our weekly content and in terms of our future, future content plans and promotional plans. So HBO is very hands-on and we have a really strong working relationship with them uh, that we uh, just basically ironed out over the course of, you know, the alpha period, the beta period, and now in the open beta period, it's, it's almost routine at this point. We're like, we know what they want, what they're looking for, and they know what we're looking for. So when we, when it's like, all right, here's the content guys, uh, it's only minor tweaks at this point. It moves pretty seamlessly, knock on wood. Yeah. The, Very cool. The most important thing for us originally was we had to convince George that this was a good idea for this game. 
and <laughs> and I think getting that early alignment, making sure that we we were uh, correct, sort of in the in the fundamentals right at the start, set the stage for us to have that that great working relationship now. Plus one of the new ways for you. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's cool, and and I really think that you guys have done a great job with it because it is. First and foremost, based on um, a block of fiction that's pre-existing, I'm thinking of something like Baldur's Gate, for example, with Bioware. I was a big fan of that game, and I was a big fan of how they handled the lore within the game, and how they handled um, the lore in the, the novel, obviously. And and it was it was interesting because you could sort of bounce back and forth and paint whatever story you wanted in the confines of the game itself, but it was it could be much different from the actual book, but you have the ability to be led in that direction if you allow yourself to be. And I think this is cool because when you're playing this game, for me, it reads a lot like a book. Like I feel like I'm playing a story rather than just playing a video game and that adds another level of enjoyment to it. And that's it's pretty rewarding. <laughs> Thank you very much. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> Let's put the game in a box so we can put that on the back of it. <laughs> No, you guys are doing a good job, though, and it's exciting because there's there's books left that haven't even been written. There's television ch- series, those whole seasons. We have seasons and seasons ahead of us, and and you know we're just kind of cracking the egg on this thing. Like you said, you guys are in open beta, and you're you're working out new avenues to take this in. Do you have any sort of goals, big picture that you'd be allowed to sh- to share with us? Hmm. I mean, obviously, we want the game to continue for as long as players want to play it, and as long as uh, Game of Thrones remains popular and fun and and a thing to to, to dream bigger than that at that at this point as a producer i'm hesitant to do so right okay, what, what kind of feedback have you guys gotten per se from from the people that are playing the game a lot uh people love the story and they want us to be faster at fixing bugs <laughs> uh when you have a live game it is it is it can be the smallest bug can be painful to you as a developer because you know that if you're if your player base is big enough, there's thousands of people that hate this bug and hate you for not having not fixed this bug. But so you have to make some really, some really tough choices about like, okay, we are acting at all times in the best interest of our players. How do we communicate to that to them while working on the thing that will help the most players? And, and while doing so sacrificing uh, that time and effort towards something that could be helping a potential completely different set of players. So it's uh to, to have that kind of problem, though, is a good problem because that means you have a lot of people playing your game and loving your game and being very passionate about your game and, uh, and demanding that you fix everything at once. So it's, uh, it's simultaneously <laughs> a, a great problem to have uh, as well as a very frustrating problem to have because you, you want to fix every single bug. You want to implement every new amazing feature that, every, that everyone uh, wants in the game. Uh, but, you know, resources and, and, and time is... is uh, are limiting. Well, I think that the text on the loading screen kind of makes up for the bugs. That's pretty happy. Happy text at the beginning. <laughs> I really enjoy funny. that. It's so funny. <laughs> we we are still. I mean, we're still just basically, you know, on the on the doorstep of uh of this of this game's li- lifetime, and it's uh, the, uh every week. It to me, it just looks like a completely different game. And uh, to to think of where we'll be a month from now, or to or six months from now, or even a year from now, we don't know where the game is going to go. Uh, because mainly because it's our players that are going to take us there. What what our players want to see most and what our players enjoy the most is are the are the sections that will get the most love from us. So yeah, uh, mm-hmm. yeah it's uh, it's going to be an exciting journey for everyone. But what you guys do is so unique because you provide people the opportunity to experience Game of Thrones, unlike what the TV or the books provide. You know, they can actually immerse themselves in it 
and feel as if they're a part of what's happening. And, 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 and they are. You get to learn a lot about yourself. Like, are you straight up old ways for the realm cunning? Or, you know, basically, is that are you a jerk is what I just asked? Or It's very <laughs> tough. It's very, you know, you are sort of like you want to play the game smart. But then you're like, can you really do that? Like, can you have your conscience? What if someone's watching you? What if you see, guys are watching us? Daener- <laughs> this, you're not a Targaryen, you see? She's definitely a Baratheon. Come on. <laughs> you know, I mean, it's just, you know, you really, it is really funny because it is kind of like taking one of those online quizzes, like to find out, like, what is your future job going to be? Or like, what is your soul color or some crap? But it just keeps going and going. <laughs> Which brings up my next question to both Rich and Tim. What is your soul color? I'm, I'm interested. <laughs> yes, we had that in the doc, definitely. Yeah, it's in the doc. <laughs> it's, a, it's a deep blue is mine. Mm-hmm. No, like oh, a, like, like a, cobalt. Yeah, no, like a, like, a royal, like a royal blue. I don't... <laughs> Okay. It's, not, it's not a sad blue. It's like a strong. It's like a it's strong. Like a like, link blue. Like so like a, a, just a slightly drowsy sapphire is what you're saying. <laughs> I can see when you put it in the context of gemstones, I get it. It's good to know about you. What about you? What about you, Tim? Soul, soul color. <laughs> oh yeah, no. Oh, I, I'm I'm purple shot through with jet black. Nice. Oh damn! Wow. wow. I need to see your that sigil. Was, that was too much <laughs> to take. <laughs> there you go. Like a guild tab. Who's prepared for that? <laughs> I have to say that mine would be either chrome or platinum. We'll just go with that. Shiny. Yeah, no, that's not true. It'll be it's gray and white and sad. See, it's a good question. It really makes you think. <laughs> you were all mocking it before. At my, at my <laughs> la- not just to completely derail the conversation, but at my at my former employer, uh, if you're applying for to be an artist, you always got to ask the question, "What's your favorite Muppet?" Really? Yes. And what it is was, your favorite Muppet? Uh, mine is Doctor. <laughs> But uh, the uh, it was more to judge how you reacted to the question, like how like what your actual favorite Muppet is doesn't really say doesn't. I mean, it says a little bit about you, but what says more about mm-hmm. you is how you react to that question. Like if you if you get excited by the kind of question of what's your favorite Muppet, then you're you know then you're you are more likely to fit with the with that art team. Then you're, you're, you're geeky enough, is exactly. basically what they're <laughs> or, right, or joyful right. enough, or happy enough, you know, whatever, uh-huh, however you want to read it. Uh-huh. Yeah. Do you uh, miss the old school podcasting? Uh, sometimes I, I miss the the conversations and I miss meeting fun people and talking about things I love. I don't miss uh, the three hours of editing all the ums and ahs. Out. <laughs> <laughs> oh, mm, uh. um, uh, <laughs> I gotta fix all this later. <laughs> I used to be much better at not saying the phrase. It will be interesting to see. That was my. That was that was my um or uh. I got to the point. I was People like, writing in every time I said that. No, I would say it. Oh man, like talking about something in the future. It'll be interesting to see. I, all right. Well, regarding the season so far, have you guys actually read the books personally? I think we asked this course. before, Rich, but not Tim. Yeah, oh, I, I've I've read the books a few times. Uh, I actually read the book. I mean, I remember the wait between book three and book four. Into the, oh, wow. It's kind of, I think the, the one great, great personal benefit to, to that is that now the almost year long wait between seasons of the show doesn't seem so bad to me. It's it's kind of interesting because for me, I know that there's always a book there to go to, but at the same time, I'm also constricted because we've sort of made a pledge to the listeners on the show that two of us will remain unsullied with both of our nipples. Well, four between the two hopefully. of us, excuse me. I don't know <laughs> Give anything or take about some Wikipedia. <laughs> so uh, it's, it's definitely interesting to be creating within that. And you yourself, being the position that you have, having that sort of power and knowing what's coming, 
it's got to be interesting how it influences sort of the creative decisions that you guys are doing in your own camp, knowing what is to come. The world building continues throughout all the books. And so we can start bringing in things that are just little bits and bobs of the of the world that make it richer. And we can just bring those in earlier, which is, the I think, the real power for our knowledge of, of having read the books. You can kind of also prepare for what's coming ahead of time. Yeah, although, you know, there's enough questions even now that are that are unanswered that that we don't even know necessarily all the things that are important. We we as readers still still don't know if if this uh person who has appeared at this point is going to come back. That is so interesting. It's it's a very interesting experience reading the books all the way through, I think, because you do sort of have you go in with that constant feeling of this is a scene. This is going to be the key to the whole thing. And then three, right. three chapters later, you're like, oh, maybe not. <laughs> <laughs> but it's great, though. It's awesome. You know, you said you had such a long wait, essentially. Does that make it more rewarding? I would think so, you know, once you actually get your hands on a book. I, I don't actually think it the the wait is, is too relevant. Like, George creates such fantastic books, such great writing, such great characters and story and intrigue. That, that there is a long wait, and of course, of course, any fan is going to be impatient. But what I care about at the end is the that final quality, which is so good. I mean, and the good thing is that if you have to reread them, it's going to take you a while anyway. So at least you have something in between. <laughs> no, it's true, and it, and it's cool that you guys are creating an environment like Mike mentioned earlier that people that are so into the series, whether it be the television show, whether it be the books, whether it be both at the same time, this is an exterior thing that, you know, I didn't know what to expect going into it because it's a game. But once you do hop into it, it's it's the, the context of what your character is and how it plays a role within these existing characters that we know about, rather, or whether it's from the book or whether it's from the show is interesting because you honestly do feel like you're doing something that's part of the world and you're helping in a way, or at least changing things slightly for you and maybe the other people as well. Well, speaking of characters, I mean, we asked you your favorite Muppet. We might as well ask you your favorite Game of Thrones character. And I'm interested, does that influence- Somewhat relevant. <laughs> yeah. Does that, does that influence how you guys go about programming the game? So it definitely influences some of the things that I'm excited about for the future. Doesn't, I think we will, we, you know, one of the things that we do is we make sure that we're satisfying people who have different favorite characters. My personal favorite character is Davos Seaworth. Nice Good choice. choice. Oh, yeah. Good choice. Yes. Since Tim chose Davos, I will go with I'm gonna go with Braun. <laughs> awesome. Also a great choice. <laughs> <laughs> These are two of my favorite characters. Yes. He's a, he's a bit he's a bit of a jerk, but I, I like I like I like his moves. He does all who right. Who do you like who do you like better? TV brawn or book brawn because they are very different. They are. They? I, that is, that's true. Um, I feel like TV brawn is more is nicer. I don't think I don't know if he's gotten he's been able to uh, play out his whole his whole story. TV brawn is hard for me to to take seriously ever since uh, uh, Katie, uh, our community manager, sent around a video of uh, the actor. Uh, who plays Braun singing some like uh, like Billy Joel song or something? Tim, do you remember what that was? <laughs> he, he was he was in a uh, he was a singer for a while in the eighties or nineties. So he had a whole set. Oh, wow. There's song. There's I think you got him singing like Pretty Woman and uh... yeah, well, that's what it was. It was Pretty Woman. <laughs> yeah, Braun singing Pretty Woman. That was uh... we're gonna be looking those up. 
<laughs> yeah, we'll put that in the show notes for all of you guys listening. There you go. It's one of those things. It takes you like 15 seconds. Wait, really? Is that him? <laughs> is that him? That's not him. Oh, it's the one on the right. That is him. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I guess I'll pick TV Braun uh, if I have to pick between the two. Crack shot with the bow every time. Pretty mm-hmm. much. Right now, I just uh, I just encourage more and more people, if they haven't checked it out, to to search for game of thrones ascent on facebook and uh and let us know what you think the game is going to be changing at a at a rapid pace and uh the earlier uh players get into the game the earlier they can help uh shape the conversation as to where it's going all right well uh who i, I call not it one of you two want to start introducing the, tw- the twitter plugs do you want to do it micah Michael, please. I don't want to do it. Sure. Make Rich do it this time. <laughs> you guys, yeah, I, I don't, I don't have the notes. I'm sorry. I didn't get, I didn't get the show notes. <laughs> you, no, you, no, can no, find, you can find me, Rich, all, Rich underscore Gallup on Twitter.com. Rich underscore Gallup, G-A-L-O-U-P. See there. <laughs> what about Tim? You got, you're on Twitter, Tim. I'm not really on Twitter. I'm afraid. Tim's too busy making the game to be on Twitter. Don't don't right. distract him with the, with your with your tweeting shenanigans. We could open up a whole new world for this you. This is this is this is more true than false. <laughs> <laughs> well, listen. If you want to give Tim messages through us, we'll be the horse's mouth or the camel's mouth, whichever animal with a ruminant stomach you prefer. And we will pass them along to him. You can find us at Game of Phones on Twitter. As you guys know, if you're listening to the show and if you're listening for the first time because you're just the biggest massive fans of this video game, you should listen more, possibly. We might have these guys on soon, sooner rather than later. I'm, tr- I'm trying to figure out a way to get Rich on for some random reason because I want to see if I can make him say those things in his old podcast that he promised he would never say again. So... <laughs> We're working on that. Don't, you don't even have to answer. <laughs> and as Zach said, if you'd like to listen to us more, you can do so by heading on over to iTunes, where uh, you most likely originally downloaded uh, this show. And we appreciate you leaving a rate and review for us there. Nothing less than five stars is acceptable in the month of May. And that'll probably apply for future months heading forward for the rest of <laughs> we'll 2013. Have we'll have to wait <laughs> and see. Uh, Just but, thinking. <laughs> uh, you know, it's always good for other people who are interested in Game of Thrones uh, to read reviews about the show and perhaps they'd want to download as well. So you're helping everybody out. How can you not want to help, help everybody? Us help everyone. Exactly. Please. And finally, you can head over to hypable.com, which is H-Y-P-A-B-L-E.com for fandom news about both Game of Thrones and those things we like to call other fandoms that we only care about when Game of Thrones <laughs> is not in season. Yes. <laughs> Don't tell the guys at Hypable I said that. <laughs> so head on over there. And we've got a bunch of other podcasts, too, that you guys can check out if you like listening to people in your ears they exist they're on your head unless they are on your head yeah, we put them all, all on your head that. actually rich why don't you just close the show you know how goo goes excellent so this has been a great time here on the game of owens podcast we look forward to hearing you next time or you hearing us next time but in the meantime why don't you go play some game of thrones yeah. ascent Perfect. find ascent it's there we need to get you back it every exists. week to do that we never know how to close yeah, please. We need closers and we need enablers on Game of Owns, ladies and gentlemen. I am Zach Louie. I'm Selena Wilkins. I'm Mike Attenbo. I'm Rich Gallup. And I'm Tim Crosby. Play this game. Yes. Or you die. Play. You got to keep it lighthearted. Okay. okay, fine. Hey, you know what? I already got it, Rich. This isn't lighthearted. This is serious business, guys. Serious it's business. Gaming. Yes. Game of this is a journalistic interview. And congregate. Thank you, guys.